Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. You dance over me while I am unaware. You sing all around, but I never hear the sound. Lord, I'm amazed by.
you shall say. So it's not good enough to have belief or faith in God's word. You've actually got to act on it. And if there's any scripture in, in the Bible that's really poignant, it comes from James, who was the literal uh, brother of Jesus. He grew up with Jesus. Um, in James chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And that was a sore lesson for me because I, I realized, you know, Lord, why is, why is things not happening for me? Why is things not going forward? How come things aren't getting better, Lord? How come they're getting worse? And he pointed me to Scripture. He made me to realize that you've received with meekness the engrafted word, and that engrafted word is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so the first action that we can ever use or do to apply God's word to break out in faith in our life is to begin with your mouth. Jesus said, out of the heart the mouth speaks, and God, by the Holy Spirit, puts his word upon our heart. He puts it in our heart, he writes it upon our hearts by the pen of the Holy Spirit. But then it's our faith, it's our free will offering to God that we then have to speak uh, what he puts in us. God puts a seed in us so that it can come out in the fruit of our lips. A farmer never plants a seed expecting that, well, that's it. The seed's in the ground, but the farmer is fully expecting the seed that he puts in us to sprout out of our mouths and to be spoken forth as fruit, light, that changes the darkness and shifts the darkness around you. So you're not called to be conquered by darkness. You're not called to try and manage darkness. You're called to destroy and to overcome the darkness in your life, the people around you in the entire world. Uh, you are the light of the world in Christ's absence if you are in Christ. And so there's many Christians that believe in his word, but not many that are walking in victory in it's for this very reason that the word's not being applied, it's not coming out of your mouth. For if ye shall have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say, that's the action, unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. See, having faith in your heart doesn't remove the darkness out of your life. It doesn't remove the things that are going wrong in your life. It's only when you say to the mountain, be plucked up and, and be removed, that it will move. And then uh, Jesus says, nothing shall be impossible unto you. So God has called us to be world rulers, world overcomers, and nothing need be impossible to the people of God. And I'm going to move on over to Matthew chapter 9 
it says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And uh, that's in verse 29. And that's pretty simple. That's pretty laying it out right there. Your your life is the way it is because according to your faith, be it unto you. For a woman said within herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And then uh, she w- she touched his garment and then she was made whole. And Jesus said, daughter, be a good comfort for thy faith hath made thee whole. Now, what happened there? She said within herself, and you've got belief, you've got faith within yourself. You believe in God's word. Uh, you have faith it's there. But she didn't stop there. She attached an action to her faith. And when she did that, she was able to plug into the Lord's supernatural power and download it. And according to her faith, so it was unto her, and she got healed. She got redeemed and she got delivered according to taking her taking her belief and faith and mixing it with action. And uh talks about that in Hebrews chapter 4, that uh, people were not able to enter in the promised land because they had the word, but they did not mix it with an application of that faith, of that word. And then uh, in Mark chapter 9, it's in 20, verse 23, it says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That is, if you can believe. Now, what type of faith are we talking about? Is it a psychological faith or is it a type of faith that the woman who had an issue of blood showed that uh, she not only said within herself, she not only had belief and faith within herself, but she added action to her faith. She put her money where her her mouth was. She put the, the rubber to the road and she actually did what she believed in and it caused a manifestation of healing to break out in her life and uh, if it breaks out in our lives we can do the same for others we can release and transfer unto others the power and the glory that we ourselves tap into through our faith because whatever you attain in faith is meant to be shared with others so it says if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth So what we're wanting is to come to a place of faith, a place of belief. So God's word is like a hammer, and it breaks the rock asunder, and a mountain is a rock. And if you can come to a faith that is as hard and as strong as a hammer, that is consistent and persistent as the blows of a hammer, you're going to be able to speak to the mountains of darkness in your life And you're going to be able to say, darkness become light. You're going to say, mountain be removed. And that which hinders you, that which stands in front of you, is going to be plucked up and cast into the sea. Because great and mighty and powerful is the word of God. And he says, all things are possible to him that believe. And so that's a powerful, uh, no limits promise. I mean, that's probably... One of the greatest promises in the Bible, it says, all things are possible. And uh, that's pretty wild to just imagine that and think upon that. So we're going to move to Mark 11, 
22 to our next scripture. And it says, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. It doesn't say, you'll have whatever you believe. See, you've been believing that the Lord is going to provide. You've been believing that this problem is going to be removed. But my question to you is, have you been saying that uh, to your mountain be plucked up and be cast into the sea? For a man shall have whatsoever he saith, not whatsoever he believeth. And there's a big difference there. Then he says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have them, and ye shall have them. Ye shall have shall have them. So saying to your mountain, speaking, declaring, and decreeing is actually also another form of prayer. For uh, he says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you shall receive them, you shall have them. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Saying and declaring the word is a form of prayer. Oftentimes we're asking God for something that we already have as our inheritance as children of God. So if you're asking God for something you already have, that's a prayer God can't answer. He can't, he can't give you something he's already given you. So learn the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by the Word of God. Learn the source code. Learn what the foundation says about your life. And then begin applying it through your mouth. Begin speaking it to your mountain. So uh says that we're called to stand upon the mountains. It says uh, our next scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 29. It says, Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, who is the sword of thine excellency, and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. God's called you to walk upon the mountains. He's called you to crush them underneath your feet. For, our, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Thou shalt tread upon their high places. That's just the way it's going to be. And you have to keep keep speaking this word like a hammer into your circumstances of your life until that which is crooked will untwist. That which is dark will become light. I've got a good scripture for you. This is a hammer verse. It is Isaiah 42, verse 16. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them, 
and crooked things straight, these things will I do unto them and not forsake them. So this is how you use the hammer verse and verses like it to speak to your mountain. You say, way appear that I way that I knew not appear before me. Paths open that I have not known open before me. Darkness become light before me. Crooked things become straight. For you, Father, will do these things and you will not forsake me. So you begin to command. You speak to your darkness and you command and you say, darkness become light. Mountain uh, be crushed. Mountain be leveled before me. In Isaiah 40, verse 4, it says, Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. Speak to your rough places. Say, rough become plain. Crooked things be made straight. Mountains and hills be made low. Valley be exalted. You speak to your circumstances, you speak to your mountains. You don't necessarily ask God uh, for some, give me this or give me that. Deliver me here, deliver me there. You speak your deliverance out of your mouth because God is writing upon your heart by the pen of the Holy Spirit and out of the mouth, out of the heart the mouth speaks. And a man shall be blessed by the fruit of his mouth. Open wide your mouth and God will fill it. Begin to speak to your situation. Don't worry about your situation. Quit worrying about your situation. Stop it. There's a verse that commands us to stop worrying. And that verse is Philippians chapter 4. Be careful for nothing. Be full of care, anxiety for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God has commanded us to stop worrying about our situation. Stop worrying and start speaking to it. Stop being buffeted by those thoughts in your mind and begin to tread upon those high places that exalt themselves above the word of God. God's word does not lead us to be fearful. His word does not lead us to be full of anxiety and care. God's word lifts us up into a state of gladness and peace. So if you're not in that state, listen to what you're telling yourself and begin to speak to whatever's buffeting you, whatever's moving your thoughts. Begin to move it back. Begin to move in return for what's moving you, speaking the word that doesn't go out to come back void, but it shall accomplish that thing whereunto it is sent. Begin sending God's word out. Begin speaking the word out of your mouth. And that word's going to crush the enemy. It's going to grind him to powder. For it says that God's word 
You either fall on it and become broken or it falls on you and become ground to powder. So fall upon God's word, become broken in a humility of brokenness and then lift up that cornerstone of his word and begin crushing and devouring and grinding to powder all that seeks to come against you, all that seeks to upset you, cause you to be anxious, cause you to be uh, in a state of anxiety. So, Father, we just give you thanks and praise that your word power, your word has glory, and that he has sent your word to heal us and deliver us from our destruction. And uh, it is not by our might, nor by our power. And, Father, we give you the praise tonight on Prayer International Radio. We're going to break for worship and come back in a little bit. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory revealed, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he just free me forever One day he's coming Oh glorious day Oh glorious 
Father, we just rejoice in you and Jesus, your son, and give you all the praise. Amen. Well, I'm going to talk about now uh, a new segment, and I'm going to be starting uh, called Prayer Lab, uh, Prayer Laboratory. And uh, back when I used to go to college, I actually went to college with uh, Chris Herzog here on Prayer International. We're old friends, and he invited me a couple of times to come come on the show and speak and then eventually asked me to uh, be uh, a regular person on here, so a regular host. But uh, we used to go to college together, and in college they had biology class, and in every biology class they had a lab attached to it, so there was classroom teaching where you received instruction, but then uh, there were other days that we went, we did not meet in the classroom, but we met in a lab, in a laboratory, and we uh, began conducting and making tests. And uh, you would do these tests, and they would uh, come back and tell you certain things, and you'd learn and discover things. And so I'm going to be coming up with something I call a prayer lab or a prayer laboratory, and uh, it's going to be an invitation to everyone listening that uh, you email in your uh, mountains, your anxieties, your irritations, and that we're no longer going to stand alone passively and allow these things to peck on us and to, to rob us of our joy and to beat us up, but we're going to stand as a support group and we're going to go after these things and uh, in the process, um, we're going to learn faith. We're going to develop our faith and build faith by seeing the word of God go out of our mouth and watching it re- begin to remove the mountains because, you know, like a fat, uh, probably like the, the last four broadcasts or whatever of staying um, in God's word, the segment that I do here on Prayer International, I've been speaking about uh, speaking to your mountains that we are to apply God's word. You're not simply called to know God's word, which is that biology classroom, but there's a point where you're no longer to be in simple faith mode or or having God's word in your heart or believing it, but you're to speak out of your mouth what's in your heart, and God wants to remove the giants that are in front of you He wants to remove the mountains. He wants you to speak to your irritations and your frustrations and your anxieties and the hindrances and the darkness. He wants you to act in his image because you were born again into his image and he's called you to speak into the darkness and to create the light. So we're going to be shifting gears here and it's no longer just going to be a classroom situation, but it's going to be a situation where we, as a group, stand together as a support group and begin to speak to the things that are in our lives that we're allowing to eat on us, to eat away at us. And, um, you know, the reason why, if you've ever gone to a prayer meeting, usually the prayer meeting is the smallest meeting in, in your church. And you'd think that if we have this ability to speak to God and to have God remove mountains for us and to have God provide and do great things, you'd think that this communication device called prayer 
that it would be the biggest meeting at church, but it's not. And the reason for that is that prayer is misunderstood and it can be frustrating. And lots of people simply don't know about the power of prayer, about the the beauty of communion with God, that he's given you a mouth. I'm, I'm very thankful that I have a mouth, that I have a tongue, that I can so that I can actually speak God's word. What a privilege to read, study, learn, and know God's word and then be able to speak it out of your mouth. And he says that that's going to remove mountains and giants in front of me, not just for my life, but to have the privilege to serve others and to speak to their mountains. So bring all of your mountains, bring all of your irritations and your anxieties because we're not going to take it anymore. We're going to draw a line in the sand here in Prayer Prayer International and we're going to stand together as a family, as a prayer family, as a prayer group and uh, email uh, those who are wishing to participate. We're going to launch this in December. It's uh, to, Tonight it's uh, November 24th, 2013, but in December... We're going to launch this, so be thinking about what what irritations in your life are there that you have not been doing anything about, things that you've just been allowing things to, to linger in your life and to peck at you and to beat you down and to rob you of your joy. They can be big things or small things. I, I suggest small things for this prayer lab that's coming up, this experience this experiment for God to, to, to test him, to prove him here with. When we give our tithe, we're going we're gonna to give our tithe of our word, of our mouth. We're going to speak to our problems. And so I'd suggest starting out small. You know, when you bench press, when you uh, work out, when you go for a jog, you want to try jogging for 15 minutes before you go out jogging for an hour, you want to try and bench press 50 pounds before you bench press 100 pounds. So in wisdom, it's better to start out with small problems, small irritations, frustrations, anxieties, annoyances that are eating away at you and begin to speak into that darkness and create the light. So we're going to catalog uh, what you want to stand in the gap for, and uh, we're going to support you in whatever that might be as an individual. Uh, and we're going to stand together as a group and have that prayer lab where it's not just a prayer teaching here on Prayer International, but we're actually going to apply the word as a group real time and uh, begin to see over time, however long that takes, for God stand. Uh, for you to stand and for God to remove your mountain. And uh, we're going to receive those prayer emails, those uh, reports, those good reports, those testimonies, and I read them over the air. It says that uh, we overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And by our, it's not just individual, but our corporate testimony because when you hear someone else testify of their breakthrough, then that gives you faith to continue to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge and to speak God's word, even though you might not may not see an instant <clears throat> an instant uh, 
result of that speaking. But uh, all this uh, is going to be based on the revelation that God's given me, these scriptures I've shared over the past about four broadcasts, I guess, where it talks about me uh, in the in the subtitle of the show about speaking to your mountain. It's going to be based on that, and we're going to be using Dutch Sheets' book, Authority and Prayer, as a guide. And I wanted to read a little portion right now from Dutch Sheets' uh, book, Authority and Prayer. And uh, he describes a story that this one uh, preacher uh, uh, talked about and so I'm going to go ahead and read that. It says, One night a fierce desert storm struck with rain, hail, and high wind. At daybreak, feeling sick and fearing what he might find, Samuel went to survey their loss. The hail had beaten the garden and truck patch into the ground. The house was partially unroofed. The hen house had blown away and dead chickens were scattered about. Distraction and devastation were everywhere. While standing days evaluating the mess and wondering about the future, he heard a stirring in the lumber pile that was the remains of the hen house. A rooster was climbing up through the debris, and he didn't stop climbing until he had mounted the highest board in the pile. That old rooster was dripping wet, and most of its feathers were blown away. But as the sun came over the eastern horizon, he flapped his bony wings and proudly crowed. So that's the story. Then the Dutch comes in here and uh, comments. He says, why did this emaciated rooster insist on rising above the the debris to crow? Because it was in his nature. His DNA was programmed to announce the beginning of a new day. True to his nature, he He stuck out his bare chest and declared, wake up world, a new day awaits. And so it is with us. Deep in our DNA is the nature of a king. He speaks to us from within our inner nature and sometimes when we're under mounds of circumstantial rubble and all these things we overwhelmingly conquer, we are made to rule. So... That's from Dutch Sheets' book, uh, Authority and Prayer. And what he's saying is that we have debris and rubble in our life, but we have the nature of the king. We have the spirit of the word of the Lord in our mouths as intercessors to decree and declare and speak over our darkness and say, listen, darkness, this is the way it's going to be. You're going to listen to me. Uh, Irritations and frustrations, you're going to bend the knee to me. Every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that this word, this reality that God's word declares is Lord over it. So you have the nature of a champion, the nature of the king, the lion of Yehuda within you to be able to speak to what troubles you and to no longer be a victim. It's time to erase that victim mentality. It's time to be over your circumstances rather than to be under them. You're from above and you're not from beneath. You're going over and you're not going under. God has called you not to be full of anxiety or care about anything, but to make your request known to God and his uh, peace that surpasses all understanding. 
shall guard your heart and your mind. So this is what uh, I've been ramping up to in this uh, segment of Prayer International called Staying in God's Word. And this is what we're going to be kicking off in December and hope that you participate. If you'd like to email me, uh, be thinking about uh, what your what irritation or frustration in your life that you'd like to speak God's word to that you've been allowing to be debris in your life and uh, something you want to climb over and begin declaring the victory of God's word in your life. And uh, we're going to read those testimonies over the air because uh, there is going to be a breakthrough because God's word doesn't go out to come back void. Uh, my email is inbox, I-N-B-O-X, 3000 at AOL.com. And if you'd like to begin commenting on this upcoming prayer lab, what you think you might want to be spoken to, so we speak to these things together, uh, then go ahead and email me. But uh, thank you for this hour. We're going to head on out and uh, worship right now. And uh, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Patrick Sanders. And Father, we just give you the thanks and praise, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
We surrender, Lord. 